Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips and picks. I am your host, Professor Sides. That's my actual job title and last name, which is part of the reason why the mathematical model that I've built to predict various sports outcomes is affectionately known as Sideline. You'll hear more about the model during the course of this episode, set to cover select college basketball games scheduled to be played on Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Get in here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new. For some explanations of goals, community rules, full recommendations on wager scaling, and where to find additional picks. This episode will only cover what are determined to be the best and most interesting games. The model's strongest place might not be included in this show. The results for all recommended picks, the ones here, the model plays, and all the plays today on Patreon and TikTok can be found both on BetSafe and on the Google Sheet. Links are in the show description. That Google Sheet also contains the full set of picks and projections on every single game. And if you want earlier access to that than you're getting now, check out Patreon. That link's in the crawler below in the show description. It's also where you can access that Discord chat, which is the best place to get questions answered about these or other games, along with discussion about other sports and a lot of fun. As always, remember, there are no locks in gambling. So what Silent provides are loves, likes, and leans at his A, B, and C grades, or rather plays it really wants you to make, plays where it can't quite get there, but a better number of prize would do it, and toss-up games. As always, take what you like and leave the rest. Lastly, please understand that good or bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, we're recording this here on Monday afternoon. We are so far one and one on the Monday games. Um, what a game between Michigan State and Purdue. That was a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully our viewers got to get to see uh, at least the second half of that was uh, some good basketball. That was incredible. I mean, it was Really, I mean, Izzo did a great job of countering Edie there in the end, and just and then a beautiful drawn up play by Painter mm-hmm. there to get the win. And it really was a decent look there. And then Walker yeah. was just nowhere close. As awesome as he was at the end of that game, and then a good look, and then just like not even close on the shot. But I mean, when we said that was the best game of the day, I'm just glad it lived up to the hype because sometimes yeah. it doesn't, right? But yeah. it played out exactly like we said. The first game we talked about didn't play out like we said. Uh, Hofstra, you know, decided maybe not to play basketball. They decided it was optional today, you know, holiday. Uh, but that's the way it goes, right? There's always <laughs> say good and bad for it. You never know what a team won't show up. At least that Michigan State game played out uh, exactly like we talked about, exciting, close, down to the wire. And if you got three, three and a half, four, whatever points you got, all those, uh, you are a winner. Hopefully we got some more winners today and some really big games and fun games for two. A slight before we get to that, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball and they'll be your college football content this channel provides. I've already mentioned the Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. There's a lot of great benefits over there above and beyond what we do here. Three dollars per month gets you the money line play of the day. For another two dollars a month, you get access to the Discord chat group. And for five more dollars a month, you get ad-free shows delivered to you earlier than the general public and immediate access to every single recommended pick. Go to www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor for more details. But even if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. Let's get to it. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. Current as the time of this recording on Monday afternoon. I feel like I lament a lot about the no day games. We need more day games in college basketball. Just in baseball. Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue need that it, all day. It was. It was. That was great. We should do more of that. But here we are, uh, only night games. But again, a, a smaller slate, but a lot of interesting ones. We're starting off with 6 p.m. Central, Tennessee at Mississippi State. Uh, the Kentucky-Tennessee game we talked about a little bit yesterday, how, how wild that was. Uh, 
who knows what we're going to get at Kentucky going forward at, at this point. Tennessee, I think what we saw from them was the, the concern we always have had, which is the offense just sometimes stagnant, sometimes questionable. The defense, we expect to be there more times than not. But, but I think you saw the concern for them at making a deep tournament run is if one day that offense just doesn't show up, they're very susceptible to get beat. On the road against Mississippi State, there was a time in the season when I would have said they're going to be susceptible to lose this game. The way Mississippi State played as of late, I don't think that's now. Anything can happen in sports, but it doesn't seem overly likely that they will lose. You expect a good bounce-back performance, especially after um, you know losing the way they did. They're favored by six and a half. Sideline says 7.3. It's a B grade pick at minus six and a half, but it jumps to an A at minus six. So just keep an eye out on that. It's not a recommended play as of right now, but it may jump into that category if it drops a half point. The model just wants to go from losing on six to that push protection, just kind of gets it over the hump. But either way, we, we do think Tennessee's the right side, but the best play in our opinion here, is the under 125. The model projects 123.5, but the bottom line in this game is you don't expect a lot of pace given Mississippi State. You don't expect them to score a lot given that they've struggled with that in Tennessee's defense, and Mississippi State does have a decent defense, and Tennessee's offense, we've talked about, not great. Just seems like a low game, low-scoring, low slow game. Model projects 65 to 58. I'd be really surprised if Mississippi State got to 60. And if they're playing in the 50s, we got a really good shot that this under 25, under, 100, under 125. <laughs> what do you got for us here? Like, I, I think this the line from the six and a half standpoint is a little overreaction to the uh, Kentucky game. Tennessee's offense, not going to do uh, well, they did against Kentucky, but and neither are they going to do the last time they played against Mississippi State where they could, <laughs> couldn't miss. And I think they beat them up 900. Uh, As we often talk about, with sports, right? You're very rarely ever as good as your best game or as bad as your worst game. The truth, like in a lot of things in life, usually lies somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah and I, I think this is going to be a very slow game. You've got two really, really good defenses going at each other. Um, Tennessee just has has the better offense when it shows up. Uh, Mississippi State hasn't really had an offense all year. I know they made it pretty high in the polls and stuff. If you start looking – if you start really digging deep into it, they've got two wins that matter, and they're not that great of wins. It's not really that big of a resume. Um, and they've lost five of their last six with their only win being overall Miss. The other one, I mean, that's included a loss to Drake. Um, it's just they're not very good. Mississippi State is just struggling everywhere offensively, um, and it's just not good. They rank in the 300-plus in the effective field goal percentage, three-point shooting, and free throws. Um, Tennessee – can really put it on teams when they're when the three balls going. Um, I don't expect that really to happen. I think this is going to be about a ten point game. Uh, I just think with the way Tennessee rebounds and the way after that Kentucky showing that there's no way Rick Barnes is going to let them do that again. I think they've just got a good enough defense and a much better team. They'll end up winning this about ten. We'll get we'll cover that line, but I I highly doubt either team gets the seventy. I think this is sixty five yeah. is probably the high score. Yeah, one of those like first to 60 wins because either team's going to have a hard time getting there much past it. Um, it's funny. We talked about Minnesota for Monday's game. We were recording before that game happened. So they either pulled a great upset or they lost by 40 or it was right around the number. Who knows, right? Uh, cut out the part that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. We're talking about Minnesota looking 
pretty good ever since that game that they just got smoked at home to Mississippi State. Mississippi State hasn't looked good since that game. It's like they almost pulled a little bit of a Freaky Friday trick there or something because yeah. it's it's really like where the two team seasons have really diverged. Mississippi State just hasn't looked great. And, and kind of like you said, maybe in hindsight, they were never as good as we maybe thought they might be. Um, but that was kind of their last like dominant performance there. Um, and like I said, ever since, just kind of struggling. So we kind of like Tennessee. Again, the model won six. Um, I tend to agree. I think that that's the side to be on. But going to be a little patient, see if we can get a better number before making an investment. The main investment we're recommending here, though, under 125. Again, this game might struggle to get to 120. Yeah, I, I just think it, you know, somebody gets a 60, it's pretty much ball game at that point. Uh, Mississippi State, they only scored, you know, 50 points. I would not be shocked whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it'll be that entertaining of a game to watch. It'll just be a lot of um, slow motion offense against a very good defense and a bad shot taken. Which is a perfect segue to 6 p.m. Central, Kansas at Kansas State. At the exact same time, you can watch what will be an entertaining game, what should be an entertaining game. We're gonna, I'm not going to bury the lead. We're going to go over 147.5. When you look at the two, these two teams, the way they play – they can play in lower scoring games, but it tends to be when the other team wants to drag them into a lower scoring game. When they play teams that aren't really concerned with that, the points just kind of fly with these two teams. You look at the two matchups they had last year, uh, the lower scoring of the two games, I think had 153 points. That was the lower scoring of the two. If this turns into a blowout, nobody is going to stop. So that's the comforting thing here is if it's a blowout, it will not turn into a sleepy second half because whoever's ahead and you say, well, Kansas beats Kansas State all the time. Yeah. And they love to beat them by a hundred, just like the Kansas State football loves to do with Kansas. And so if Kansas is up, they are going to try to score every time they have the ball. And if Kansas State gets up, they are going to try to score every time they have the ball too. There will be no, uh, no mercy in this game we expect it to be a tight contest though kansas is only favored by two and a half here on the road they're definitely the better team but kansas state's looked pretty impressive for the most part this season should be able to hang around and so if it's a tight contest we got a chance for overtime we got a chance for late fouls and again if it's a blowout uh it's not slowing down so we like the over 147 and a half in this one with regards to the side i already mentioned what it was there the model gives kansas state plus two and a half a B grade. It's just like the Tennessee game, though. It needs an extra half point. It wants that push protection on Kansas State plus three before it makes it an A grade play. So just keep an eye on that. If you can shop around, if you can find a three, again, at minus 110, don't buy up to it. But you can find a three minus 110. That's an A grade play for the model. So kind of think the whole, the dog here at home is, got, is live, got a chance to win this, got a chance to keep it tight, kind of play out like that Purdue-Michigan State game that we saw here on Monday, except for the fact that that game was kind of low scoring and pretty uh, measured pace-wise mm -hmm. until the very end, whereas this one I think is just going to be lots of fun basketball, so one you're probably going to want to keep your eyes on. Jake, tell us more. Yeah, from a side perspective, I lean fairly right now with Kansas State. I, I, I want that three, too, just like Sideline does, because uh, Kansas has been flirting with disaster and Kansas State playing very well right now. Um, but I'm not playing it right now, but the over is – a great play. The, I mean, these are two otherworldly offenses going against. I mean, both teams have pretty good defenses, but these offenses are insane. Um, Kansas one loss on the year is against a elite defense. Some would say the best that's ever existed. Um, <laughs> but Kansas State, not that team. Uh, this is going to be a fast paced game. It's going to go up and down a lot of points. You've got just, so many, so much like superstar offensive talent with like Grady Dick, Jalen Wilson, Dewan Harris, Marquise Noel, uh, Keontae Johnson, who's amazing story just 
hasn't made it to the media for some reason. I, I don't know why it's not like, what was it, two, three years ago he collapsed during a game, uh, sat out a couple of years, and now is one of the best players in the Big 12 the way yeah. he's playing right now. It's yeah. just insane. Uh, this is – I see this game getting much closer to 160 than it does to 150. I think like 80, 82, something like that. This will be the be- uh, probably the best game of the night. It's going to be yeah. just an incredible matchup. Anytime these two teams play, even when Kansas State's bad, playing in Manhattan is yeah. always hard for Always Kansas. scary. Yep. Yeah, they, they get up for sure. It's a good home crowd there in Manhattan. Where I talk about the home crowds, for the most part, in the Big 12 are really good. All of the teams really good. Most almost any Big 12 matchup is is kind of must-see TV. This one, definitely no exception. Um, Kansas State, of course, coming off that loss to TCU. But, I mean, I, I take nothing from that for multiple reasons. Number one, aside from that game, you look at what Kansas State's done in conference play, that road win over Texas, the home win over Oklahoma State, the road win at Baylor, and, of course, beating West Virginia at home. I mean, you know, a road loss to TCU – is nothing uh, to be concerned about, especially given the fact that TCU may be emerging, maybe, as the second-best team of the Big 12 at this point. I mean, they look really good. And, uh, I mean, I'm really interested to see the rematch of that now. That came in Manhattan when it comes around later. But, uh, I, you know, if you say oh, they, lost TC, they lost TCU or whatever on the road, I don't think that has a lot of bearing on this. That's a, that was a very difficult game. Uh, Kids, very good. Uh, Kansas State, very good. Should be a tight contest, but a lot of fun. We expect a lot of points. We talk about the offense. It's just too good to slow down here. And against uh, again, neither team wanting to slow down the pace is going to fuel the points. Uh, I'm like you. I think we, we get closer to 160. It should be a really fun game. We're on the over there. And speaking of the Big 12, again, all the Big 12 games just basically must-see TV. And what should be another good contest, um, if not a little more low scoring, 7 p.m. Central, Texas at Iowa State. Iowa State is a one and a half point home favorite. Total in this one, only 129 and a half. So we are expecting a more, like, in measured basketball game, slower, you know, deliberate paces here. But with regards to how close it is, it should be a good one. Um, this is only a C grade pick on Iowa State. Sideline says it's Iowa State minus 2.6. But personally, I love the Cyclones here. It's been hard to just catch up to how good this team is, given where they've come from. I think everybody's model is just trying to play catch up. We've been on them a lot this year, and they've been really good to us to the tune of an eight and four record. And the five times we've faded them, they've gone um, they've gone four and one. We've gone one and four against them. So this team's just been really good. And, and I don't see any change in that because I, I mentioned this. On Saturday, we grabbed all the points with Iowa State against Kansas. I said, look, Kansas is really good, but Iowa State is just not still not getting the respect they deserve. And I say the same thing. They still aren't. We're still all playing catch up. This team is really good. Uh, just all, all the credit to the world for that turnaround job uh, that's been done there. This Texas team, talk about flirting with disaster. <laughs> Back-to-back games now, just about you know run out of their own gym and come back and win both of them close. I just think on the road now, you got, uh, you know, uh, a really tough place to play there in Ames, Iowa. A little, little bit of magic there, right, at times in the past. I don't know if they even need the magic as much as Texas now on the road. If they try to pull stuff like that, I just think Iowa State wins and can pull away in the second half. I want to lay the point in half for them. It's not a model play, but it's one that I like. I just really like this team, and I think as good as Texas is, um, I, I just don't think they can keep – playing the way they've been playing and continue to win. Uh, I think this is where it catches up to them here against the Cyclones. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, you're at the nail on the head there. They've been flirting with disaster pretty much all year. Um, the, they don't go They don't go away from home very well. They haven't done it often, um, if at all. And they've not done 
anything impressive. I mean, they, they won against Gonzaga was their last impressive win, I guess. And then after that, besides going on, going on the road and conquering the state of Oklahoma, uh, it's just not been very impressive. Uh, Iowa State names when they have a terrible team is dangerous for anybody to go to. So with this defense and how good their offense is, this is going to be ridiculously hard to win uh, with a short number. I love Iowa State here. They force turnovers at an unreal rate, like, I think it's third, almost 30% of their opponent's possessions are ending at a turnover. Um, they've got a good offense. They've got good guards and a, and a great, incredible defense to dictate the pace. So the pace will be what they say it is, uh, especially in this game. I think this number is way too short for Iowa State. Their free throws are the only part that give you a little hesitancy here, but I don't see that being a big problem in this game. I think if Texas does what they've done in the last few games where they're asleep for the first half, then there just will not be a storming back on this Iowa State team. Yeah, it's it's really impressive what Texas was able to do storming back, but again, home and road, just a whole different story. Uh, we kind of mentioned it on yesterday's show, right? There's just a big difference going from road to neutral to home or vice versa, and that should be what gets it before I was Again, it's such a short number like this. I love laying it. I, you know, I think that Texas is probably the better team, but it's not by a lot, right? It's not by enough to overcome um, on the road. And again, I only think Texas is the better team, but again, it's really just hard to say exactly how good this Iowa State team. All I can say is they've really just outperformed all expectations. And if they continue to do that, I don't think that would really surprise anybody. Of note here, the total is 129 and a half. The model would tell you to go over, which is 133.6. Not the craziest thing. Iowa State does slow it down. This feels like a little bit of an overreaction. The model's been pretty spot on with Iowa State totals and underestimated how many points Texas has scored. So over might be a decent look, but I think just focusing on Iowa State is the smartest place. That's what we're going to focus on. But if you are looking at a total, over would be the way I would go there. And so a big 12 game where we are going to take a total here. APM Central Baylor at Texas Tech. Going to go over 147. This is not a model recommendation. The model thinks the pl- the total number here is pretty spot on. But I've seen enough big 12 basketball. And I've kind of mentioned this in some previous shows. Really, unless you have one of those teams that wants to slow the game down, just kind of take the over. The numbers just haven't caught up to how good all these offenses are. And the refs just continuously calling foul, stopping the clock, getting extra free throws, get you extra points. Baylor has become, I've talked about this before, and I kind of thought there was a chance that Baylor might decide to switch something up because what they were doing wasn't getting them wins. They were close, and I just didn't know what Scott Drew would do entering that West Virginia game. He's a great coach, and he chose to just stay the course and say, hey, we aren't getting the end result, but we're hanging in there. And just just trust in the process. And so and, and it's worked with, with two wins now back to back. So hats off for him for just sticking to his process. Well, that process has been for the last several weeks now a team that just gets after it offensively. Not that they're bad defensively, but they're not slowing things down whatsoever. Uh, Tech kind of similarly, not really slowing the pace down kind of becoming less of that defensive stalwart that we're used to seeing with tech. That's going to slow it down, play great defense, you know, play games, you know, 65 to 58 type games. That's not really what this Texas tech team is. We're going to go over 147 here with regards to the side. It's a pretty well-priced number right now. Tech is a one and a half point favorite. Sideline says, they should be favored by 0.8 points if their average margin of victory. Not really much to invest in there. I think Baylor's the better team, but on the road, it's a tough ask for them to win in Lubbock. It just seems like a straight coin toss when you got the better team on the road in this game. So not really worth investing in the side, according to the model. Instead, though, we're going to go over 147. I've seen enough Big 12. 
I just think there'll be a lot of points in this one, a lot of fun basketball, more like the Kansas-Kansas State game than the Texas-Iowa State game, even though all three should be fantastic contest, uh, a little bit more entertaining than the one we just talked about. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, Texas Tech, their biggest issue right now is their turnovers. They turn the ball over too much. They're they're good enough offensively, good enough defensively to be right in these games, as you're seeing they're losing by just a handful of points. Yeah. It's just they turn the ball over just a little bit too much. Um, that's going to be lovely for this Baylor team who has just an incredible offense and really wants to run. Um, they make most of their shots, and when they don't, they clean them up. Um, they make their free throws, which is great for the way the Big 12 is being called right now. Um, they shoot a ton of threes, and they just work incredibly well together. Um, the faster pace is going to help the over, and I think Tech is going to end up playing faster than they want to because, one, they'll turn the ball over, and, two, they're just not like a dominant team. Right, either defensively or offensively, where they can get the pace slowed down, they're going to, so they're just going to keep getting playing the pace that whoever they play with, and that's going to go. It's another good thing for the over, and it's a good thing for Baylor. I think it should be a real, real tight game. Don't want to play the side, but I think we're at a lot of points. Yeah, Texas Tech, I don't know what to make of this team. 0-5 in conference. And I mentioned this, there's going to be a team in the Big 12 that's going to just fall to the bottom. You say they're not that bad. Maybe it's Texas Tech. Um, they've had a couple of games that made you really think they should be in the top half of this conference. They've had a couple of games where that's not the case at all. They lost at TCU to start off conference by six. That's not a bad loss at all. They lost at home to Kansas by three in a game that they were down by one with the final possession. Not a bad loss at all there either. In fact, the game they could have easily won. We took Tech there with plus odds, just couldn't quite get there. Um, but then they lost at home to Oklahoma. That's not ideal. And then that game at Iowa State where they lost by 34. And, and part of that was just Iowa State couldn't miss. But that still was just – you can only give the can't miss and you know so much. I mean, they got – run out of the gym there but in this last game at texas you know uh, again the game they kind of gave away a little bit towards the end but kind of hung in there played well only lost by two on the road you just don't know what you're getting from this texas tech team and that's i think another reason why the side play is tough if you get a good texas tech they're going to hang in there at home it's gonna be a great game if you get bad texas tech then uh you know baylor uh you know even money plus 105 or something is just too good to pass up. Just don't know which Texas Tech you're getting. They definitely are going to have some desperation. They're 0-5 at home trying to get a win over a rival uh, at a conference game here, trying to just salvage their season. You know, you could make a case that all 10 teams in the Big 12 should make the tournament. They aren't. That's just not the way the world's going to work. And so at some point, you know, can I make it? I don't know, maybe eight. That's a little bit more reasonable than asking. So at some point, if you're tech, you got to start getting a couple wins to at least get yourself up into the top eight where you feel like you got a fighting chance at that point. Because uh, 0 5, and again, losing to Oklahoma at home would have been one of their, you know, one of the easier wins, you'd think. Uh, they got to get some wins somewhere. So a lot of desperation there. But again, if the good Texas Tech doesn't show up, then I think Baylor can go on the road to win. But either way, no matter which Texas Tech shows up, the pace should be there, the offenses should be there, and there should be a lot of points. This is not the Texas Tech of old. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, and then we're going to wrap up the main games here before we get to our wild card game. 8 p.m. Central, Nevada at Boise State. Got a little double dip here for you. Going to lay the four with Boise State. and going to go over 134 and a half. This Boise team's a team that coming into the season kind of were playing their unders, thinking about the way they played last year. And that has not gone well. They've really overperformed expectations with regards to how many points they score. Underperformed them defensively. <laughs> overperformed with the pace. I say over in a in a quantity sense, not in a good sense, right? Uh, going over um, 
kind of with ease here a little bit differently than we had seen in the past. They still have a good defense, but that offense has looked really good. Nevada, of course, also a good offense. Uh, so we're going to go over 134 and a half. We're also going to lay the four with Boise State. You've got two teams that have been really good to betters, teams that have overperformed expectations, two teams on the rise. I just really like what I've seen with Boise State. The model thinks they're the better team. I tend to agree. Better team at home. I think lane four is fine. The model gives this a B grade. It needs three for an A grade. Would still play it up to five, though. Model says 5.4. So, again, you got the better team at home. Lane four is not a bad investment here. Not quite to the A grade, but still probably worth a look, as is, again, that over. Jake, uh, I give you a lot of options. Are you talking about whichever one you want? Like the over is my favorite play here. I think Boise's the better team, but the the, the number kind of scares me. I'd like to see it closer to three. Um, but I think Boise's probably the smarter play. But I really like the over. Both teams have a very good defense, and that's and like the perception that we had coming into the year is really driving this number down. Um, the last three games, Boise's hung eighty to 85 each time Nevada scored it's been above, really impressive yeah Nevada scored above 70 and five of the last seven both offenses are kind of clicking do I think Boise hangs 80 tonight no if they do no. that's gonna be great for the over uh, I mean I didn't think they'd hang 80 on UNLV to be fair no, <laughs> so I mean they just could, they just couldn't miss in that second half yeah they're playing very well their offense is clicking right now I think this yeah. is gonna be a very tight game um they both teams play at a slightly slower than average pace but rebounding is going to be the big P who's getting the extra shots up, everything. I think this game is going to be like low seventies, high uh, upper sixties, uh, like a, feel like a weatherman. Uh, but but uh, it's going to be one of those type games where I think we're going to get closer to the like one forty ish number. Um, Cause I mean, the defenses have kind of overshadowed how good these offenses are for on both teams. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the last three games, Boise, like you said, put up over 80. The game before that had 131 points in it, and that was against San Jose State, which plays at like whatever's one step better than a snail's pace, right? They're not North Texas or, or Charlotte, some of those in Virginia, right? But they're just like barely above that. And that game had 131 points. Like this total, like you said, is definitely being driven by the perception that we've seen in the past. And you never know when coaches are going to decide, hey, for this game, here's the game plan and we're going to switch something up a little bit. You never know when something like that happens. But in general, what we've seen from these offenses, like, yeah, the defenses are good, but the offenses are incredible as well. And the pace isn't that slow. It's not driving it down enough to really just throttle the number of possessions. So the over a strong play here. And again, you're going to lay the four with Boise. It's a B great pick to the model. Again, three would be better if you could shop around, but again, four uh, still probably pretty reasonable given they are the better team and at home, which will take us to overtime, a little wild card game here. Not one of the bigger games on the slate. There are so many good big games and yes, we're going to come at you with some garbage here. 6 p.m. Central, Kent State at Eastern Michigan. Oh, what else do I call it? I mean, Kent State is good. Eastern Michigan is not. There's a reason that Kent State is a whopping 13-point road favorite. Uh, this is not a model play. It's only a model lean to Kent State. But, I mean, there should be enough possessions here for Kent State to assert their dominance. They are by far the better team. There's no question about that. And the biggest fear I would have with laying a big number like this would be is it 
during the day where maybe they just don't show up in weird routines? Or is it against a team that's going to really slow down the game and limit possessions and make it just harder to, harder for them to, to show their dominance? So what I mean by that is in statistics, we talk about the law of large numbers, which just means that as our sample size gets bigger, you expect the reality to shine through. As our sample size here, possessions increases, we expect the reality that Kent State is really, really good to shine through and make it less fluky. It's part of the reason why we always complained about Virginia when they've had really dominant teams and playing so slow, say, you're the better team. You want more possessions because you want the re- you don't want something fluky. It's less like, not impossible. Anything can happen in sports, right? But it's less likely in a game where Eastern Michigan uh, never puts their foot on the brake for something fluky to happen because we're going to have enough possessions for Kent State to really just show their dominance. They are better in every facet of the game. Uh, Jake, I feel like you could talk about pick any random thing and be like, yep, Kent State's a lot better in that. I mean, it's just like a, a grab bag of options. Uh, you'll have laid the 13 here with Kent State. Tell us more. Mainly because Eastern Kentucky is just trash. They're great for the garbage segment. I mean, they've got <laughs> one of the worst defenses in the NCAA right now. They they take bad shots. They don't work well together. They actually rank last in assist-to-field-goal-made ratio. Wow. So that tells you it's a lot of one-on-one play. And what do you want against a team with a really good defense? Like one-on-one one play. Oh, yeah. One-on-one no, one play. You no. don't want any help. You just want to play by yourself. So <laughs> this is just a, a disaster matchup for them. They're terrible from beyond the arc. Um, they're good at free throws and not turning it over. So there is some positives, I guess. They um, aren't the worst team out there. Is what you, is basically what you told me. They are. They and I and I think that's right. I think most rating systems have them like. 30 to 40 spots from the bottom, but that's not good. Cause that means they're like over 300 spots from the top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, it's just not good. And I mean, can say great team. Um, they do everything really. I think everything, but yeah, they even free throws are better than Eastern Michigan. Um, they're once again, like we, I think it was last week or earlier, uh, before I left, the last time we talked about Kent state, their three losses on the year are mm-hmm. away at Charleston by two, Way at Houston by five and at Gonzaga by seven. They, that was for that was there. for Friday show when we when we picked them against uh, Ohio, Ohio and uh, they covered the number for us. Then we talked about Ohio's a good team, but they should be able to go on the road and get the job done. Sure enough, they did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this <laughs> they they went through two teams with Toledo and Ohio and had Ohio gave them some trouble, but Toledo was no issue. Eastern Michigan's nowhere near either one of those teams. Kent State. I think this will get a lot closer to 20 than it is the 13. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kent State, uh, they're not going to make it as an at-large if they don't win the conference, but they're good enough that I do wonder if you put that team in you know, the SEC, you put that team in the ACC, could they play in enough close games or win enough games to get at-large consideration? I, I, I think they'd be close because they're good enough that they could give some teams a hard time, and I think they would have a shot with a tougher schedule. It's just it's not going to happen the way they are. But again, you mentioned the three losses, how close they were, and it's like I, I would just have rather – I would love to see this team against that type of brutal – you know, it, it, I don't think they could hang in maybe the Big 12, right? That's – it's hard for any team to, right? But – in any of the other conferences, and they would absolutely lose to some of the better teams, but like they could pull some upsets, they could hang around, it'd be fun. Maybe, maybe they wouldn't look great, but I mean, there would be a chance that they could hang around and and go 500 in one of these major conferences and get at-large talk. Um, unfortunately, their schedule's not going to fall that way, but they are a really good team. And as we were talking about before show, a team that you're 
got to be concerned about if you face in the opening round of the tournament because they could really do some damage as a 12 or 13 seed, if, yeah. assuming that they win the conference tournament. Yeah, I mean, defense travels, right? Like, the, you don't have to be at the same rims for that to work. And, I mean, I think even if you put them in, like, USA or American, they would be looking at a, a large bid. Just a little more talent in those conferences just for them just to, to get fly. More impressive wins, and and yeah, one of those where they could go, you know, thirteen and three in conference or something, and that be, and then they wouldn't have to win the conference tournament in order to get in, sneak in as like an eleven seed or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, really good team there. We expect them to go on the road and handle uh, Eastern Michigan with East. We're gonna the thirteen there, and that is all we've got. Jake, any parting words? Oh no, this, I just this is. Time of year I love. Um, get really good matchups almost every day. Like this Monday was great. Um, we've got tons Tuesday. I mean, that, we even left off Houston and a couple other ones mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. going to be should be entertaining. Like Alabama and Kentucky, those are all very should be entertaining games. It's just I love college basketball at this time of year with all the games being all around. Well, uh, just wait till next Monday when there are four games to talk about, maybe five, and then it, it falls off a cliff. So uh, <laughs> we're going to have some trouble with the Mondays in the future. But yes, this Monday was definitely a good one. Uh, a lot of good days here of college basketball still to come. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can share all sorts of content we've run on this channel. Just dropped right into your feed. Back again tomorrow with more college basketball betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can get your betting money, but please... Don't bet you're eating money.